You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, live matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Bon we are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Lorenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Thanks to Ian Cameron for kicking with us. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, as well. Let me uh, retweet out our uh, poll question uh, of the night. And we don't always have a poll question, uh, but... This is going to be discussed a lot throughout the week, and I do think it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting debate. Who would you rather have as your uh, quarterback of the future, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow? So far, fifty three point eight percent of the vote say Justin Herbert. Me, I say Joe Burrow personally, and they're both great young quarterbacks. They both, you know, what, what, what can you say? They both had a lot of success, yet. I told people this last year about Justin Herbert, and I told people to slow down, right? They were like, oh, my God, all oh, you know, this and that. And it's like, yeah, you know, he's a he put up some good stats, right? Stats, 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 stats. I swear to God, man, if I hear, like, that stat stuff again, like, um, you know, Babano dropped it. Like I said, we love Babano, but he keeps he went back to it. I got into it in the last earlier in the week about this, about San Diego State. They've had problems. They haven't had problems with anybody. What are we talking about? Like they're they're eleven and one, and they're one of the best defense in the country. They've had problems. Like <laughs> this other line, he told me, I don't like the way NIU played down the stretch. What you mean the seven and two? <laughs> like the seven and two run that they went on? You mean like uh, it's like they the last game didn't matter? But you know, I swear to God, these cappers, right? They get stuck in like all oh, the passing yards, like because listen, it's impossible, and none of these guys ever want to admit it, right? That they don't watch every game. And some of them don't watch any games. But Bano does like sports, though. Some handicappers are kind of, it's just numbers, right, to them. I don't, I don't mind. You know what I mean? It is what everyone has a different approach, right? If you're going to win, you're going to win. But I just want to get in, you know, to the letdown stuff and the stats and they give up this and that. It's like, yeah, if you look at, you know, if you look at the numbers, numbers in sports and, like, your life are deceptive, Right. I get that the whole world revolves around numbers ultimately, but sports stats are very, very deceptive. And and for every stat, there's sort of an argument or a a counterpoint as to why it doesn't mean as much. And to me, the passing yard one is the biggest one of them all. Right? We heard that about Ohio State going into the Michigan game. Oh, well, Ohio State, that's their weakness, right? Their weakness is their pass defense. And what happened? Michigan rushed, like, rushed the ball all day down their throat. And why do you think Ohio State gave up as many passing yards as they did this year? Do you ever think that maybe because they were winning 39 nothing at the half um, every game, except for the Duck game and the Michigan game, essentially? Like, they were literally, like, winning 59-10 every week, right? When you win, when you're up by 30 points, the other team has to throw the ball. Therefore, your passing yard stats will look a little like, oh, it looked like give up yards in the air. Yeah, because they're up by 30 points all the time.
the Late Night Anger Management class. Let's welcome the affiliates. It's the Wicked Wednesday. This is Portrage. I am Gabriel Renson. If it's the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between, we're breaking it down. Countdown to kickoff is on. I got college football fever, and uh, we're going to soak it all up because this is basically it. All right. This I actually love, like, I love every one of these games, and, you know, I, it's disappointing when it's going to be over. It's going to be a sad night, like on Saturday night, when I know it's done. The college football playoffs aren't until New Year's Eve, guys. So, all right. So there's no, and then after that, whatever. You're going to be rolling the dice on Middle Tennessee State and Army Bowl games uh, from here on out. It's like, it, it, to me, this is, um, this is very similar to conference championship week in college basketball. You know, like the the novices out there and Johnny Amateur and stuff, which is like 90% of the jackasses out there now, right? It's all March Madness. Nothing beats March Madness. What are you you talking about? March Madness blows. Whatever, dude. What? What, Nothing beats what? Standing in line with a bunch of jackasses in a sports book that uh, watch college basketball two times a year? Like March Madness is like New Year's Eve. You know what I mean? Like March Madness is like it's like going out on New Year's Eve. That's what that is. I get it. We all watch it. We love it. It's a lot like horse players that don't like the Kentucky Derby. Why? Because a bunch of chicks show up with a stupid hat that's, that makes it the race. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, real guys. You know what I mean? The the um, real horse players, the Breeders' Cup, Saratoga, right? Like there's different you know different things that actually matter uh, to them, right? So to me. Conference championship week, like that, the college basketball, you know, like March Madness is fun, but they ruined it. Like everything in life, it gets ruined because they have a good thing and then they stretch it out to try to make it more of a good thing. That's why all you people want more college football playoffs. Why? Let me ask you right now, and I bet you right now, uh, I would say I don't want to put words and thoughts into the, the minds of our great listeners and viewers, but... I should throw the poll out right now. My guess is probably about 75, 80% of you probably want a college football playoff expansion. And I'll ask you why. You want it to be watered down? You don't want the games to mean as much this weekend? Like, which team is getting screwed right now? Who's like, who's left out? It always works itself out in college football. And it will again. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. 
the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Class is in session. Jerry Palm will join us. Uh, we'll talk to a smart man and Jerry Palm a little bit later on, CBSSports.com. Uh, I'm just talking about the college football uh, playoffs right now, and and I'm throwing it out here. Like, And I've said this time and time again. I've never been an advocate for expansion of the college football playoff. You've never heard me. You hear me bitched about a lot of things about the NCAA. This has never been one of them. And I'll also, you know, I'll frame it this way. Nobody is greedier than look at the look at the college football landscape this week, okay? They are pure filth and greed. Like they make like politicians look like nice, okay? They make politicians look like they have like clean hands. Right? Like these guys are like dirt balls. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars. They don't pay the kids. The schools, the universities are ripping kids off for tuition and then sending them off into nowhere's land. A bunch of dumb little kids that never learned anything besides how to smoke a bong and play, like, you know, beer pong. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole university system is one big scan to begin with. <laughs> but, uh, like, they're just there. These people have zero morals, Okay. Zero morals and nothing but dollar signs in their eyes. Why haven't they made this big college football playoff? They make billions of dollars. Why why haven't they done it? Why don't they do it? Right? We're talking about the greediest people in the world. Like, why, why don't they expand it? Right? Like, it's almost common sense, right? Like, well... People want, you know, people will pay for this, and we're we're greedy people. And, you know, basically, like, think about, I'll put it this way: like, the college football playoff committee, and it's not the NCAA, so let's not confuse the two. Actually, the NCAA runs the March Madness tournament. That's their tournament. It is technically it's called the NCAA tournament, right? It's their tournament. You get invited to their tournament, right? College football playoffs is not run by the NCAA. They've got no power over it. Right, like you know, what I mean, Mark Emmert and these low lifes in Indianapolis, they've got no juice or control over what the college football playoffs are about. That's all done by the ADs and the committee that they did, they made on their own. The power brokers, you know what I'm saying? So, you have like the, the commissioner of the SEC, you have the athletic director of Iowa, yeah, you've got the, 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 the priest guy from Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, in other words, you got everybody that are very powerful, rich people that want to make money. And all of them all agree, no, no, let's just keep it the way it is. Why is that? And it's one of the rare times that I'll actually agree with these lowlifes is that it's for the good of the game. It's for the good of the game. So what, you know what I mean? Anyone tell me your argument now. What's your argument for college football expansion? What's your argument? So what? You want two two lost teams in the playoffs? Is that that's so what? Who are you crying? Who's who? Who's got screwed? Since 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 we've been doing this playoff deal, name me one team that's been screwed. Name me one big unjustness. All right, what UCF? All right, whatever. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, they had a nice year. Yeah, you know I mean, like, but in, in the grand scheme of things, it was the same thing with the BCS guys. It's amazing how, like, every t- everything changes, and whatever happens, I'm old enough to see this now. Whatever the system is, people are going to bitch about it. That's the way that it is. When I was growing up, you know how, and imagine for you young, uh, you know, you young fans and you young ones, so to speak, sound like an old man, but imagine this. The college football championship was decided by voters. Simple as that. It was like an MVP award. The media voted. The media voted, and we lived like that for 60 years. 70, when, when, when did the poll start? 1938, 1939? Um, and, you know, there was the war in 1934, and there was a couple of years of the war, and there wasn't games. But, you know what I'm saying? It was 73 years, actually, off the top of my head. And I'm never wrong off the top of my head. I think the, the AP poll's been going for 73 years. Right? The AP poll, that's, that, was that, that's, that was the champion. Do you imagine now the pitching? Oh my God! If, if that was the way now, if that if this was settled now, media guys would be getting shot. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, you ranked our team fourth, and like, can you imagine if it was like the media? Think about the people hate the media already now, right? Think of like the hatred people have for the media already, and then imagine like if they were in control. That's the way that it was, and you know what? 
No one really bitched that much. The media got it right for the most part. You know, like there was a couple of controversies. A couple of times there was a split champion where it was like the coaches poll and the AP poll were different. For the most part, they were always the same, unanimous. There was never, you know, there in the old AP days, there were more beefs, put it that way. So there actually were beefs in the old days. Because also, guys, there was no overtime as well. So imagine, there was no overtime. Games could end in a tie. And and then and then it was voted on just by simple as that. Like just as we all wait for the AP poll every week, that was the champion. Whoever they said was number one, congratulations, you get the trophy. And then people were like, oh, you know, this is kind of ridiculous. Like we're in the future now. Like you know what I mean? We've got to step into the modern era and let's come up with a system that the media does not vote on who the champion is, right? Because it was going to happen where, like, teams didn't have the same records and there would be media bias and stuff, right? Like, the system was not great when it was the media. And it's funny because the college football powers at the time said, they were asked, well, that's crazy. You have the media and blah, blah. And then they, they said, well, you're talking about it, aren't you? College football has always loved the debate, right? It's built on that. That's what they see. There's going to be no debate, guys, if everybody gets in the damn playoffs. If everybody, if you want an expanded playoffs, then last week Michigan and uh, Michigan and Ohio State didn't mean anything because they both would have been in the playoffs. See what I'm saying? I know this. I don't want to get too like, deep on people here because I know many sports talk shows, is, God, they're bad nowadays. But... Think about it. I'm giving you, like, real logic here. You hear what I'm saying? So think about that. So let's say, okay, Matthias, you said, oh, you want eight teams in the playoffs, right? All right, eight teams in the playoffs. Then you know what? Last week, the winner of Michigan-Ohio State wouldn't have mattered because they both would have been in the playoffs. Game wouldn't matter, bro. It just would have been, yeah, it's a big game for the rivalry, but they're both in the playoffs anyways, right? Suddenly the game doesn't count, bro. Like, think of the ramifications. Like, for every action, there's major consequences, right? And there's a domino effect as to why it's a bad idea. And the fact is, it's like European soccer. They don't even have a freaking playoff, okay? I need to tell you, you're a soccer fan. They don't even have a freaking playoff. Why? Because every game counts. And I don't mind that. Yeah, we're the champions. That's the way fantasy football should be, stupid playoffs and stuff. It's all random. You know what I mean? I'm the, we're the best team. We played 36 matches in the EPL, and we're the best team. And now we're the champs, and there's no bitching about, well, we didn't get to the playoffs, and we, we all, we, you know, we've only lost this, and it was unfair. We weren't without this guy. Suck it. We win, you lose. Right? So you hear what I'm saying with this? You expand it, and then suddenly all these big games at the end of the year, they don't mean anything. And I don't want to know the bowl games don't count. The bowl games never counted. Nobody ever gave a crap about the bowl games anyways. So, I'm telling you, there's a reason why they don't do it, because they're not stupid. They're very greedy people, Matthias. They're not stupid, though. And they realize, even they realize, no, 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 no. We're, we're getting greedy if we do this, and it's going to water it down, and then you're going to see our regular season ratings are going to go down, and there's going to be a trickle-down domino effect where we're going to kill ourselves with this. Don't get greedy. And even these greedy son of a bitches see that, Matthias. Case closed unless you can counterpoint and tell me why I'm wrong. Gabe, I've always thought a little bit was always better. You know, with the four, I never thought the four was great. I thought eight would be better. You'd have six major, major teams playing in it and two teams that probably wouldn't get in there, you know, because, you know, the UCFs are never going to get in there and probably Cincinnati might not still get in there. And I would give two other teams the opportunity to get in there. So I think eight would always be the magic number for me. But I understand your point completely. I'm always a guy who didn't want a playoff. I wanted the original, you know, the, the big bowl games, the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Fiesta. Yeah, but okay, but if I you don't want to play off, games. yeah, but what do you want then? You want the voters to vote? You want Jerry Palm to vote? I just want one national you want me to vote? Game and hopefully the yeah, but how is it decided if it's not the playoffs? You know, and after after there was the AP, right? There was a computer, and that blew people away. The BCS, the BCS era. And we lived through the BCS era, and I remember people, oh my God, are you kidding me? Well, before you didn't want the, 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 the dumbass reporter doing it, so now we have a computer doing it. You don't want the computer doing it. So now we have a playoff, and no, we need a bigger playoff. And I wouldn't say, oh, we need 16 because the 19 is complaining. Shut up. Two-team playoff. Everyone suck it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Honey, I've got some bad news for you. I know, Marge. I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Who? Who? Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. Countdown to kickoff is on. Talking about the college football playoffs. Who's going to be in? Jay Palm will join us. So just looking at the uh, looking at the rankings. So Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Ohio State, Ole Miss. Okay, that that that's your top eight there, right there. And I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to lie and say, well, that's a pretty cool playoff right there. All right. So, well, why does you know? So, why why does Ole Miss get in instead of Baylor, who has the same record? See what I'm saying? Then we're going to start arguing about the ninth team, and then it's going to be like, well, you know what? Let's just make it 16, so we don't have this problem. Okay. Okay, so now we make it 16, and you know what's funny? Everyone, that's the cutoff. Literally, the top 16, everybody's got two losses or less. So that's your deal there. So let's just say, hypothetically, we made it a freaking 16-team playoff. So that'll, that's your new deal then. So if you lose two games in the college regular season, you're going to get in. All right, you just took away the regular season then. You know what I mean? Because it'll be like, well, yeah, we lost, but don't worry. You know, We'll get in at 10-2. and two. So like the NFL now, like at what point now? So the NFL 17 games, and you know what? They're making it 18, right? The 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 um, they couldn't the the collective bargaining agreement with the NFL players was 20 games, right? Preseason, preseason or regular season, but the NFL players union are pretty stupid and slow, and um, I don't know. They have the same agents UFC fighters have, I think. So they actually don't read things. And so basically, like, the NFL said, listen, we're going to 17 weeks, the regular season. And the players are like, no, we're not. We're not playing 17 regular season games. And the owners said, we don't care if you want to play 17 regular season games or not. Look, they said, we have, we have a contract that says we're going to play 20 games, Right. And we're going to cut one of their exhibition games, and we're going to make it a, a regular season game. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, this is why, like, you need to have good lawyers, people. Like, dear God, you guys are stupid. Like, Tom Brady said it himself, right? He even tweeted at the NFLPA saying, God, you guys are stupid. He said, we said, like, we, you guys get, we get played on everything. <laughs> like, 
Brady's a shark, right? A business shark. So he sees like every little angle that the owners come at them with. But as far as the playoff, I get it. My original, my original deal when when they announced the college football playoff, I said, "Oh God," I said, "This is a bad idea at four. I said, "Because now it's just going to lead to this," and I didn't really understand because what's the point of calling it the Power Five if there's only really it's the Power Two or Three really or the Power Two? Is it the Power Five? No, you know it's not the Power Five. It's the SEC. It's the Big Ten, and it's everybody else. Right? Like the Pac 12 is not a, you know what I mean? The Pac 12 technically is a Power 5 conference, right? But they don't have any power in the room. You know what I'm saying? That, so, like, we can expand it. So, let's just say, like I said, hypothetically, if we went to 16 teams, then we got Wake Forest, they're playing against Georgia. Right? Wake Forest versus Georgia, Pittsburgh versus Michigan, Oklahoma still around. You know what I mean? Like, so teams, Oklahoma's coach left and gave up on them, and they're still, like, you know what I mean? They've lost two games, guys. Like, they're falling apart. <laughs> like, you want to put them in the playoffs? Right? Like, let's, let's, there's some things that matter still, guys. It's, it's amazing how, like, how human, the human race, like, makes the same mistake over and over and over and over and over and over again all the time, right? <clears throat> we yearn for technology. We yearn to change things. We yearn to tear down institutions and iconic symbols, right? And then after we cry about there's no tradition left in this world. And like, oh, you know what? All they care about is money in these modern stadiums. It's like, well, weren't you the one that wanted to tear down the old stadium? Yeah, but, you know, no, no, no. Yeah, but nothing. Yeah, but nothing. So would you rather have like Fenway the way it is smelling like piss? Right? And and being a dump with bad sight lines? Or do you want to have a cookie cutter mall? Right? You want to have a cookie cutter mall and look at and have like Al Michaels come on and Chris Collinsworth. Oh gee, shucks. Oh, this is, isn't this stadium unbelievable? Why? Because it's big? What's so unbelievable about SoFi Stadium? What's so unbelievable about it? Can't your your cell phone doesn't even work there. Uh, it's unbelievable. What why? Well, I guess it should be unbelievable. Taxpayers just paid $3 billion for it. What's unbelievable? What's unbelievable about that Raider Stadium? What's unbelievable about it? Why? Because it's black? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? What, dark? I don't know. It's a stadium. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I know, but look at the luxury suites. Yeah, you mean the luxury suites that you guys make money off of, that you charge people $300,000 a year for and don't cut the players in because that's in the contract that the players don't share in the revenue of the luxury suites? Yeah, I know, it's unbelievable. I, I know. Like, there's a few things, man. God, things just, like, to the media. Like, uh, the, like the, the football media is the worst, too. Like, every stadium's unbelievable. The other one, too, if you guys tune in, too. Every coach done a great job watch an nfl game like tune around to every nfl game every coach has done a great job i and i love troy aikman i I have a lot of respect for troy aikman i think he's a good analyst but during the thanksgiving game they said dan campbell's doing a great job not a lot of people will be able to keep this thing together and to have the positive attitude that the lions have but dan campbell does a great job dan campbell's doing a worse job than matt patricia is no, he's not doing a great job. He's not doing a great job. If he was doing a great job, they would have won a freaking football game. Don't tell me he's doing a great job. Uh, Matt Patricia was doing a great job. Every coach, every coach has doing a great job. Listen to the announcers. Every college game, every program, they will drop it. This guy's doing a great job. And if the other thing is, too, like, if the team is really bad, they'll say, there's been a lot of difficult circumstances here, but he's really doing a good job battling. Joe Judge, what do you mean he's doing a good job battling? The reason they suck is because of the, 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 him in the first place. You know what I mean? Oh, he's doing a great job. Like, which coach is not doing a great job? Have you ever heard one analyst on TV ever doing an NFL game say this coach is doing a bad job? Ever. Ever. <laughs> Please, somebody send me a clip. Please send me a clip of some a football analyst saying, you know what, this coach is terrible. Freddie Kitchens doesn't know what he's doing, and quite frankly, I don't know how he's a coach in this league. And I, I don't, you don't have to make it personal, but you know what I mean? Or that's a terrible play call. Like, right? Like, no. 
It's always, you know, they'll blame the players. Players didn't execute. The other thing is, too, with a star quarterback, right? Star quarterback throws a bad pass, that's always the wide receiver's fault. Well, the wide receiver wasn't on the same page, and look, he turned here. No, he didn't turn there, and Rodgers threw it over his head. Everybody's doing a great job. Everybody's battling through. Everybody's great. God, it's just sickening. Right? Just somebody say no. They suck. All right? It's bad. <laughs> He's doing a bad job. No, he deserves to get fired. You know, it's, you know there's no honesty anymore. All right? That's why I'm going to try to provide. Try, I try to. I don't make as much money as I should, uh, being as honest as I am. But uh, I guess, you know, I guess I should be more honest. <laughs> I can't get much more honest, uh, to be honest. Pardon the pun. So, speaking of the National Football League, Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. And uh, we're going to hear, let's actually, let's set it right now. Let's make a note of this, actually. I'll write this down because, you know, we forget things. Let's make a note of this, actually. How long? What's the over-under? Sort of like Super Bowl props. Over, under, before Lewis Reddick, Levy, and Greasy say that McDermott and Belichick are doing a great job. I'm going to say 60 seconds. Right off the top. Right off the top, they'll drop what a great job both coaches have done. Even though McDermott has not done a great job this year. And I say this as a Buffalo Bill fan. Was it a great job when we didn't score a touchdown against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Was it a great job when we choked against the Tennessee Titans? Uh, you know, was, was it a great job when Jonathan Taylor scored five touchdowns on our home turf? Was that a great job? No, he's not doing a great job. And in fact, they're underachieving. And it's not just the players. It's him as well. Right? The media, though, it'll just be, oh, it's Josh Allen. Oh, it's the offensive line's not the same. No, no, it's never that. You know what? Brian Dable's play calling is kind of crappy this year. He doesn't really, he's not in a rhythm. He can't figure it out. And Sean McDermott isn't a genius and whatever. He's another guy that hasn't won anything yet that we herald as a genius. And I say this as someone that freaking loves the Buffalo Bills. But come on, man. I'm sick and tired of everyone doing a great job. Everybody's great. Everyone's a genius. Remember when Gruden was the uh, the, the Monday Night Analyst? God, everyone in the Hall of Fame would have 3,000 people if he was in charge. None of them would be gay, though. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Oh, what? Did I say that? Him, not me. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us this is the sports grid radio network 
I'm all right. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm a Michigan fan. I'm feeling yeah, good. I'm a Purdue fan, so and it's, uh, and it's basketball season. Where I, although we had a good year of football too, but hey, the uh, Big Ten is I'm, back, baby. The Big Ten is back. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Let me ask you, actually, because you know there's so much dislike. I hate the term, you know, the word hatred, uh, but there's so much dislike amongst all these teams in the Big Ten, etc. But I've always been under the belief, like like when Ohio State was in the playoffs with, with Justin Fields, and, I, and I'm a diehard Michigan fan. I don't want to see Ohio State get, get blown out. You're only as good as your rival, right? You're as good as your friends, and you're as good as your enemies in real life, right? Like, I, I'm one of those guys. How do you feel about that as a Big Ten guy? And, you know, I think you're a little bit more neutral than I am because I'm a psychopath. But, but do you pull for the Big Ten as a whole, even if, per se, you know, you don't, you know, you don't like uh, Michigan as a Purdue guy? Uh, I, I pretty much always root for the Big Ten, um, except Indiana. I just – can't. Sorry. <laughs> it's like me and Michigan State. There's always going to be one, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, State. yeah. But everybody else, yeah, everybody else, I'll, I'll root for, you know, like in the, you know, the ACC Challenge and the NCAA Tournament and do it or whatever, you know. Um, I, I like to see the Big Ten uh, do well. And, uh, um, but it's, uh, you know, in conference play, all bets are off, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's every man for themselves in conference play. No, no, exactly. You know, it's, it's postseason only, postseason only. So, man, it's too bad in a sense. Listen, this week's been hijacked by all these uh, these coaches and all this type of stuff. But Great. last week, man, the games were awesome. There was a ton of drama. And I think there's going to be more. I use the analogy. I think it's best. It's sort of like Alabama or a mob boss. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter who acts them. Just get them out of the way, and we'll worry about who the new the new dawn is after. You know what I'm saying? Get, get them out of the way, and we'll, 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 we'll whack each other after. You know what I'm saying? Because Bama's out. It makes everything a lot easier. Uh, Bama wins. Hell, if Bama wins and then Michigan lose or Oklahoma State lose or Cincinnati lose, we've got pure chaos, don't we? Oh, yeah. Well, once you start getting favorites losing, then you've got, yeah, you've got chaos for sure. Really, the most intriguing playoff scenario is Alabama wins. Georgia is still in. Michigan wins. So that's your top three. And Cincinnati wins and Oklahoma State wins. And one of those teams is out. And the committee, you know, that's not a trivial decision. I mean, you think, well, Cincinnati's undefeated, they're in, but and you know they beat Notre Dame, and that's their case, right? They're undefeated, and they beat Notre Dame, and Notre Dame will be six in that scenario, and you know that's that's not insignificant to be sure, but Oklahoma State will have three top fifteen wins, uh, just finished off their third top fifteen win, and have played a better schedule because they're in a better league. It's uh, it's not a trivial. You know, and it is a legitimate argument and debate too, isn't it? Because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it really is. You can't. How do you? How do you discount what Oklahoma State have done, and you can't discount what the Bearcats have done? Yeah, and so if you're the committee, it's like, okay, do we leave out the only undefeated team left who has a win over number six on the road? Do we leave them out? You know, how do you do that? But Oklahoma State, you know, that's a strong team, so it's a, you know, it's a tough call. It's, that's it's, the shortest yeah, point but, spread. You know, so that's the but, shortest but, point I, spread this week, right? Yeah, like as far as yeah. as far as yeah. the games, which one does your gut tell you that you think happens? Like, how do you think it plays out? Like, there are Michigan vulnerable. The Houston have a big upset in them. Is it Baylor that just sort of all right? Baylor knocks Oklahoma State out, and it makes everyone's life a lot easier. What's your gut feel tell you, Jerry? I think it's Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, Baylor's capable of winning that game. You know, they Oak State won the first time at home. Uh, this will be neutral. Uh, I don't think if Michigan isn't too high, if Michigan takes Iowa seriously, Iowa doesn't have a chance. They're going to get run. The they're they're just not nearly good enough offensively to play with Michigan. Um, and uh, you know, I think that Cincinnati Houston is interesting. Houston certainly has a puncher's chance in that game. They're they're really hot and they have a great offense. 
but the game's at Cincinnati, so I like Cincinnati. And Georgia has been the dominant team in college football all year and pointed for this game. So I, I like Georgia. It's incredible, isn't it? How How is it even possible, Jerry? And I always got to do a double and triple, and I already do already, especially when it comes to stats, right? There's a it's always a difference on different sites. Point this, and they score the point that, especially with basketball. But I've literally, I've had to do, like, quadruple takes. It's like, come on, man. They're not really giving up 6.6 points a game, are they? They're not really only giving up 6.2, are they? And then here we are at the end of the year, 6.9 in the yeah. SEC. In yeah. the they SEC. Up, they gave up 17 to Tennessee. That's the most they've given up all year. 17 to Tennessee. That's the only one. That's the only one to get thir- more than thirteen on. It's, it's, and I was on the road. Dominant, you, and the, and they're doing it with. I mean, it's great players, but it's not like it's eleven All Americans out there. You know, the Jordan Davis, yeah, probably the the biggest name, uh, and they've got a couple other guys that are definitely you know next level players. But it's it's a very talented unit, and they play really well together, and they scheme great, and it's. Um, I think Davis has only played about half their snaps, <laughs> you know. So it, it's a deep unit as well. It's they're just terrific, and it's I can't wait to see what Alabama has in store for them, and if Alabama can get to twenty. Before well, I, you read my mind, I was gonna. You read my mind. That was my next question. Alabama's team total is 20 and a half and i'm thinking oh my god like that's usually what yeah. that's like is that their halftime number yeah, usually, usually right like usually in the mid 30s up for something like that right? yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, alabama 20 and a half i'll ask you i'm leaning under you don't think they crack 20 and a half huh i think they could get to 20 but uh yeah i'm i'm not 100 percent sold on alabama's offensive line and uh, i think georgia can have some could cause some problems for them I, you know, it's funny because when I hear a lot of breakdowns, I think people talk about Alabama and people wonder about Bama's defense. But you know, Jay, Bama's defense has been very good, right? They've tightened yeah. things no. up. They tightened yeah. things no, up after bad. that A&M game. But the, here's, the, here's the thing about their offense that concerns me. This Alabama team can't run the ball. I mean, they had six yards rushing against LSU. They had a small number. I forget what the number was, but it was – not six. <laughs> it was a double-digit number, but it was like 50 yards rushing against Auburn. Yeah, you know, they, they can't run the ball. You can't be one-dimensional against Georgia. <laughs> they'll, they'll annihilate you if, you, if you're only one. If all you're going to do is sit back and throw, and you can't run the ball, they got to find a way to run the ball one way or another against Georgia if they're going to have any chance of success in this game. There's a lot of talk, obviously. Listen, they haven't beaten them since 2007, but they don't play every year, so there's only been seven games. Yet, the sense I get, and I'm not, you know, I'm not in the state of Georgia, and I'm not in the room with these kids, but they seem to be pretty calm. And you know, I don't, I don't know if the moment. I imagine to me, it's Kirby Smart. This is Kirby Smart's moment, right? There was so much talk about Harbaugh, Harbaugh this, Harbaugh that. I mean, come on, guys. Harbaugh was 0 and 5, all right, against OSU. He wasn't 0 and 15. He was 0 and 5. Kirby Smart's 0 and 3, right? This is, you know, his rep isn't on the line in the same way. But at the same point in time, it seems like if not now, when? Because I'm with you, and I, you know, Bama always reload, and I'm not criticizing their team because you know they're a damn good team. It's finding ways to win football games still. They've survived and advanced to got, got this far, but we never even used to see Bama in third downs. Like now you see, as you stated, their quarterback's running for his life. He doesn't have three or four NFL wide receivers to throw to right now. It's finally catching no, up to them a little bit. Either. No, no, but you know what? Well, now they're human. I guess it's the best way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. The Ohio State receiver receiving core is, is the insane receiving core, but they've lost twice. You know, because they can't defend well enough. You know, it's weird. They drop a lot. They was dropping passes last week, right? They open and like they were just a little rattled. Like in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. As far as as far as this game is concerned, it just seems like this is Georgia's time, and it doesn't it? Like they're just so. And people, what about their offense? Because you know, people don't talk about their offense, and they don't have household names. And you know, like their quarterback yeah. is you know is, is, is a walk on, etc. And all this, but oh yeah, by the way, they still put up forty points a game. Yeah, well, you know, and, and some of that is they're getting shorter fields and stuff. Well, you get the you get the ball on the other team's thirty-five all the time yeah, when they're punting from the end zone. Yeah, you know, they're you know the the other team is punting from their own twenty a lot. So, yeah. so you're, you're getting good field position. I actually haven't looked up field position stats, but I'm willing to bet Georgia's offense gets pretty good field position, and you know they, you take advantage of it. But it's not like the, their offense is you know just along for the ride. It's it's a pretty good offense. It's, it's you know it's funny. I'm a Chicago guy, and 
watching Georgia in a way kind of reminds me of the 85 Bears, where the defense was dominant, as dominant as we've seen, you know, like generationally dominant. And the offense wasn't bad. But nobody ever talked about the offense. It was overshot, though. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Walter Payton, <laughs> Willie Galt, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's, the Georgia offense is, is good enough, you know, plenty good enough. But they're not the story. The defense is the story. And actually, it's even a, kind of a bigger deal now because, you know, in college football anymore, the defense is almost never the story. But just because it's so offensive oriented these days, but uh, Georgia's defense has definitely been the story of college football this season. Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com, with us. All right, Jerry. So before we get you out of here, let me just throw a couple of games at you and get get your uh, get your picks. Um, what do you think about Friday's Pac-12 championship uh, game, the rematch, uh, the uh, rematch like from a couple of weeks back. ago? Do you? Yeah. I like Oregon to bounce back. Yeah. That's- you know, the Oregon got snowballed. You know, I mean, things went south on them, and they just kept going south. And, and Utah rode a lot of momentum. Uh, and give them credit because they were terrific that day. And you know, Utah was out of sorts, ne- never got it going, and just things seemed to keep going and getting worse. But I think this time around, especially playing in a neutral field uh, in front of you know split fan bases, I expect both fan bases will show up well. Um, and I think it'll go. I think it'll go a little bit more Oregon's way. They're not going to play that bad a second time. Man, I love how Vegas. What a place, you know. Vegas. They're getting LSU, USC next uh, next year too, September twenty fourth. So it's it's already the basketball uh, capital. I think it's starting to become the football capital as well. And you know, I, I don't like it's the one thing we all do this, and the same thing in mixed martial arts actually. Like with the UFC, they focus so much on Conor McGregor and you know this guy and that guy, and they sort of you know WWE it up. And there's so many other great fighters that it's like, well, since it's not for the title, like you know, we're not going to talk about it. But the uh, how about Pitt and Wake Forest? Two programs yeah. that you know this is, this is a you know watershed moment for either program that lifts that trophy on Saturday. Oh yeah, no question. It's uh, it, it the winner is going to be in a New Year's Six game, uh, and obviously not getting it any other way. But you know it's a it's a huge game really for the for both of these programs because it's you know Clemson's out. And, and yeah, now this is your shot. To, you're the team that gets to build momentum in this league. And uh, I think it's I think it's a big game. I like Wake Forest, I, and it's got to be a shootout. I mean, that's the kind of game Wake Forest plays. You know, until they played Clemson, I don't think they've been held under 35 all season. Uh, and in fact, even when they lost to Carolina, they scored 50. <laughs> you know, it's uh, if Wake Forest can play their kind of game, and Pitt's offense is really good too. They got a oh, Kenny Pickett and company. Yeah. So you know, so I get, I'm I'm hoping for. And kind of expect to see a high-scoring game. And it wouldn't surprise me if the, the winning team is in the mid-50s in this game. we, we got to get out of here, Jerry. But it's funny, in hindsight, looking back, Clemson's uh, 10-3 loss to Georgia doesn't look so bad now, does it, everybody? <laughs> so <laughs> Not only that, that's like if Alabama can play it competitively, they'll, they'll be pretty much only the, the second team to be competitive against Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Come within seven points. Jerry, CBS, love your work, Jerry. Thanks for the time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. 
but those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Late night anger management class treatment awarding. You know, we were just talking in the chat about stadiums. We brought it up earlier about Vegas and whatever, man. Vegas can build these stadiums because they have the casinos, right? And the casinos just want people in Vegas, right, to get you there. And it's a good gimmick. It is because even ba- listen, even baseball, Vegas is not a baseball town, all right? But it'll do well. Vegas is a great sports city. And the thing is, people will always visit there. So, like, if you're a White Sox fan or something. But the difference is, difference is, baseball is in the summer, right? Like, if you're, if you're like, a Winnipeg Jet fan, like, literally 12,000 people from Winnipeg went to Vegas once. 12,000 people from another city, you know what I mean? Because Winnipeg's cold as hell and Vegas is fun and it's warm. And they're like, let's go to Vegas and watch our team, Right. You see that with the Raiders. Every Raider game is sold out, and then whatever. It's like half and half. You know what I mean? Like it's visiting fans and betters and then a few Raider fans. It's half and half. Baseball is in the summertime. You don't have the need to go on vacation in the summertime when it's nice weather. You're not going to spend all this money to go to Vegas when it's hot as hell just to go to Vegas, especially when you have sports books and apps in your own damn state. So the baseball isn't as slam dunk that the NBA would be or like other stuff is there. Um, but as far as like stadiums are concerned, and the thing with Vegas is, when, and I don't go to Vegas. I used to live there, but I don't go there as much as I used to. But when you go there, man, like, oh my god, like the the resort fees. So basically, like, go on, like, you go to the hotel and you're online, Expedia or whatever, and you're like, oh, that's not bad, man. Wow, the Bellagio is only 118 bucks a night, four or five star hotel. All right. And then you see in the fine print, plus resort fees. And in the old days, resort fee was like $3.50. And you get a free newspaper, right? And then it was like 15 bucks with like, free internet. <laughs> now the resort fee is like $109. Why? Because you paid for the arena for the Knights and their new Raiders stadium. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.